You're listening to Her, an ongoing conversation for women by women, exploring all things heal, empower, and rise, giving voice to the feminine. This is a podcast where women support women through thought-provoking, authentic, and raw conversations. We provide an uncensored platform for our guests with diverse viewpoints that are not necessarily consistent with the perspectives of your hosts. I'm Elika. I'm Alegria, and we're here to guide this adventure with you. Your voice matters. Let your voices be heard. friends. Is anyone else experiencing major shifts these days? Maybe it's spring. (laughs) Maybe it's the light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) We can only hope. Whatever it is, there is something in the air and it feels tangible and like a deep stirring within. I'm seeing the first buds and blossoms of spring blooming, and over here in California, we spring forward in our daylight savings time, so it is lighter much later. (laughs) Change is in the air, and I could not be more ready for it. This brings me to today's guest. Elika and I had a blast interviewing Shelly Wells, licensed esthetician and owner of Sap Skin Care and Makeup Artistry. Today's episode takes a deep dive into the nature and essence of the wild feminine. And we discover that when we aren't afraid to sit with the most untamed aspects of ourselves, we find the deepest, authentic, and sincere connection to self, which in turn offers us healing, as well as offers a multitude of worthwhile gifts and blessings that bring richness to our lives. Shelly is amazing, and her story is so fun to listen to. You'll probably listen to it multiple times like I did. (laughs) She inspires us to pause, make space for all of ourselves, and become our own best friend and experience the abundance that flows in our lives when we love ourselves unconditionally. You will be so glad you turned in, turned in, tuned in. (laughs) You will be so glad you tuned in to today's interview with Shelly Wells on finding oneself through sobriety, witchcraft, and a motorcycle. (laughs) Enjoy today's Her Podcast. Good morning, Shelly Wells. Good morning. <laughs> Yay, we're so happy to have you on today's Her podcast. And we are exploring kind of self healing, self care, moving forward in our lives. And we're really excited to have this conversation with you today. And you and I know each other, Shelly, because we met in a really cool business model um, that was a tasting room slash tourist center and 
we shucked a lot of oysters together (laughs) and we served a lot of beer and wine together and that's how we met. And then after meeting there, your life took some big turns and you found a hunky man. (laughs) And you made a baby. (laughs) And then you contacted me to help you with your wedding planning. And then a pandemic hit. So that's on hold. And I'm so excited that I'll get to work with you on your wedding. But today, what we're going to focus on is talking about really how we nourish and nurture ourselves. And you are a licensed esthetician, an amazing mama of two, right? And you're a badass motorcyclist and a witchy woman. So we have so much ground to cover today. Would you add anything to this introduction to you and share with listeners um, a little bit more about who you are and your background? First of all, I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, I'm super honored and I absolutely love you. And I just met Alika. I can't say I love you yet, but I want to. That's what I'm doing right say now. Say it. It's okay. We I love you, babe. One another. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that sums up my life. <laughs> Can we just dive into it? I dive guess? in. Dive in, girl. I stopped drinking about a year ago. It was January 1st of 2020. Was it your New Year's resolution? Yeah. I was. It started as just like taking a year off. Because I was tired of constantly having to recover. I spend a weekend like partying, you know, and then it takes a week just to feel normal again. Then you do it again. And it's just like every week I was just trying to like feel better and like recover. And I really wanted to start healing because every time I was drinking, um, all my shadows or demons, I like to call them shadows because demon just has this like really intense But I guess, you know, we all have demons and we have angels and all that. So I wanted to somehow try to work on that because I have a lot of traumas from childhood and my dad left when I was five and bullied a lot and just a lot of, there's a lot of pain. There was a lot of things that I didn't grow up in a very emotionally out family. We were all, my parents were in the Navy. And they did the best they could. They gave us a home and I'm really thankful for my parents and I love them. But, and um, my stepdad, I call dad. He's great. But my childhood, it was, you know, it was hard um, for me being an empath. And, you know, we grew up Christian and I was always into like hugging trees and playing with plants and sticks. And um, I didn't, I didn't vibe with that. I was born a witch and (laughs) just recently started saying I'm a witch out and about but the witchcraft path for me has always been really healing. And so every time I get on that, it's really awesome. So anyway, all these, all these dark shadows. Just, I want to go into the witchy stuff a little bit, because I think there's a lot of misconception about which, what witchiness is. And um, I also really resonate with very nature-based spirituality, Mm -hmm. which is essentially what, I mean, there's different, there's different paths with witchiness. But I think when we spoke in our pre-interview, you really hinted at for you, witchiness is really being connected to plant allies and nature and that aspect of witchiness, how it's really impacted your work and all of that. And I really connect and resonate with that. And I have a very plant-based, well, not just plant, but like nature-based spiritual path too. So uh, I just wanted to 
bring our listeners into the loop and define like what witchiness is for you. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit, Shelly? Sure. Well, for me, it's about the ritual. And and I feel like everything has a spirit. I feel like the whole planet is a spirit. So witchcraft for me is like, it's the ritual. And so you can be any, you can be Christian or you can be whatever. You don't have to be pagan to do witchcraft. Does that make sense? Like witchcraft for me, it's like, you can believe whatever gods, goddesses, or God you want and still do witchcraft. A lot of people think Wiccan and witchcraft are the same. And in my opinion, they're not. Wiccan is, is like a religion. It's like its own thing. And yeah, Wiccans do witchcraft, but doing spells is, and witchcraft for me is just a type of manifestation. And it's like praying and it's just what resonates with me. Like I'm a crystal witch. Like I love crystals. They're like my little friends and they're very precious to me. And I love them. I feel their energies. I've always been an empath. So I feel things, I feel energies pretty easy and with animals and plants and and all things natural to this earth. So, and even humans, every time I, I just kind of get my altar going and I like, I'm, I call myself like a Norse witch because I resonate with the Norse gods and goddesses like Odin and Freya and Thor and Frigga. And, um, I've just resonated with, with their, and I know that that's Vikings, but I'm not really saying like, I'm a Viking, like not all Norse people were Vikings and Viking only, you know, refers to a very small amount of time where the Norse people, some of them went out and raided, but I'm talking more about like, they were very spiritual and they used runes and sticks and, (laughs) and I like that. I resonate with that. I definitely do tarot and I like to speak it for me. It's the way the universe and gods and goddesses can speak to me through it or to other people I do tarot for, you know, it's more of like a guide guidance. And I just resonate with it. I, I grew up going to church and like a Christian church. It just didn't resonate for me. And then I always wanted to just go for a walk in the forest or be near trees or play with herbs. Like as a little kid, I'd always be like mixing mud and like flowers and throwing things together and just knowing, um, having this intuition of like this color of flower means like love, like pink. I'm going to surround myself with pink flowers if I want to feel loved, you know, when I was little. So, and I would eat clovers and (laughs) So this is my daughter. Like you are describing my daughter right now. She is, she's a little witch (laughs) and and she's doing all of those things. And I love how children naturally gravitate to Mm -hmm. nature and they want to connect with, you know, the flowers and the herbs and the, you know, they want to make potions and all these fun things. And, and so for you, you uh, were drinking and New Year's happened, you made a resolution, and you decided that you are going to stop for a year. And so what happened after you made that decision? The floodgates opened, (laughs) all the shadows. It almost seems like what we do is we put these like shadows or demons in in a room, and we shut the door, and we keep the door shut but we're trying to reach the light. Like we think it's over here and we're like, oh, but I want to be happy, but I got to keep this door shut. And 
and it's exhausting holding this door shut. And when you drink, it opens that door and everybody comes out at once, but <laughs> all the shadows, when you stop drinking, you open the door. It doesn't all come out at once. Things trickle out. And what was really difficult is facing and accepting and embracing these shadows and these demons that I have been trying to run from, but you just, you can't, it's a part of you. So when you're trying to run from a part of you, that's what creates anxiety and panic attacks and insanity. So I opened this door and I didn't know what I was doing. I just was like, I'm done I'm recovering. I want to heal. And I knew enough about shadow work. And I have a journal of like, it asks you deep questions and you go through all these traumas and you kind of not relive them, but you just like accept them as a part of you and kind of hang out and kick it. I don't know, see what they have to say, you know, see what you have to learn from. And it was hard because drinking, when I started feeling those feelings, I would drink, you know, or whatever. And this time I didn't have that. So I started making tea and I got um, a relax and release tea from Moonrise Herbs. And that was so healing. It was insane to me how, how healing that was just having a warm drink with all these herbs that help you relax. Then some more things were coming that were deeper and like really intense. And I, my sister passed away 10 years ago from leukemia and she was 24 and I was pregnant with Ava at the time. I was eight, eight months pregnant when she died. And everyone told me like, you can't grieve. Like you have to think about your baby, no grieving. And so that was one of the things that was in the closet. And I think that's what created a lot of anxiety attacks for me um, after I had Ava. And I healed a lot of that with meditation and witchcraft. And that was like a long time ago. So anyway, anyway. It's, it's so when you're speaking about alcohol, it's funny because we refer to liquor oftentimes as spirits. And mm -hmm. so I'm picturing all these spirits that come mm -hmm. out of that closet. I, I know who yeah. they are because I've got my own like family yeah, of spirits did. that yeah. come on out when, when yeah. I uh, imbibe. <laughs> so, it's, man, it's I, true. I can, and I can also resonate with uh, giving up the alcohol. So during the pandemic, I really thought I was going to be drinking a lot more. Mm -hmm. You're home a lot more, probably have a little bit more time flexibility. So yeah, I mean, drinking, but I, I realized that I did it socially with friends mm -hmm. and in your pre-interview, you had said that it brings out sadness. Well, that's what it did to me. Like I was always sad, you know, yeah. after drinking, not when I was socializing, cause I was out in the moment and out in the world socializing with my friends. So it was happiness. But when I got fired, I, I drank and all it did was bring out everything, all those demons you talk Open about the all the sadness. So I can yeah. totally relate to what you're saying. You know, it works yeah. differently for everybody, but it wasn't a numbing thing for me. It was, yeah. it just brought out a lot of hurt, yeah. you know, and things came to the surface. So I can definitely relate to that. We want those spirits to be able to have a place in our lives, our shadow sides. Like we want to make room for them. Right. But when we, when we numb them to be with us, we're not giving them the full spotlight to bring the gifts that they have to offer to us, right? Because our shadows, they're a part of us because they, those behaviors, those actions, those you know, beliefs served us mm -hmm. at one time. But as we mature and as we grow and as our life shifts, certain things no longer serve us anymore, you know, and if we're 
bringing them along for the ride. <laughs> like we're just getting trapped in old cycles and old w- ways of being that don't serve us, right? And when you don't let them out and like accept them, you relive them. You're just reliving what you think that shadow is. You're like going through like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And because you're sticking them in the closet. And when you open that door and let them, they can actually be like, oh, this is what I have to teach you. And then they dissipate. They're still a part of you, but in a different way. They're not like knocking on the door. Yo, you know, and, and we think like, oh, I can't let it out. Like it's going to like, I don't know. And we just get so freaked out. And it's like, no, 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 no. Let them out. Let them bring you the gifts and then let them then free them basically. And I noticed like I used to wake up and go to bed and wake up and pretty much just sit there and be like, oh my gosh, just beat myself up and be like, I can't believe I did that 10 years ago. Who cares? But it's like, what, why am I obsessing about what I did 10 years ago? And it was I, unresolved. That's why, because it was right. something that was unresolved in your life totally. and you had to get the lessons from it. So. Yeah. And so with opening that door and I was taking a lot of baths too. I started taking baths and then I started really slowing down at night and like having my tea and my crystals, taking my baths, doing my skincare regimen and really taking care of myself and really healing and not recovering because there was nothing to recover from anymore. It was just heal. And so I was healing and healing and healing. And my gosh, it took months and months and then COVID hit and I had to close my shop. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm really stuck with myself now. <laughs> um, we all got but, really stuck with ourselves. Yeah, but I think it was, it's so, so important. Now I tell myself, because I am a worker, I like to work. I've, I've worked a lot of jobs, multiple jobs, many times. And I told myself, I'm going to start taking time off to be with myself. And what I found was when the shadows came out, there was the light that I was, I thought was over here holding the door that the thing I was trying to find happiness, joy, and the, like me and that little girl that I needed to like give so much love to that just did not have much of it was right there in that room with the shadows the whole time. The shadows like came out and I was like, yeah, these are all my friends. Like I'm kicking <laughs> it with my demons. Like we're homies. And I look and there's the light. There's that little girl. And I took her in my arms and was like, I love you, baby. You know, it's me and you. And, and there was the light. And I just, um, my, I, I, I just started realizing like I started going to bed and sleeping great and like having no problems going to bed. And then waking up just so happy, no matter what was going on, like if the kids were annoying me or my man wasn't paying attention to me, I was still genuinely happy. I didn't sit there and go, oh, like, oh, nobody. I was just like, I love myself. I don't care what you guys are doing. I'm awesome. And that (laughs) led me to riding motorcycles. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have to know. I have to know about this motorcycle hobby of yours. Tell me all about it. (laughs) So my friend, Lindsay, she owns Sacred Empire. She is an incredible woman and I love her so much. Um, She, I started telling her and like uh, more about, you know, just, I wanted to be around women. And I was like, I just want to be around women. Really, I have this newfound love for myself and I've always pushed other women away and just pushing people away really. But I just started having this like need for um, really awesome women in my life. And, you know, it's COVID and I just was like, I need to do something with some people somehow. 
And she's like, well, you should go riding with us. She's a co-founder of the Lidas and it's an international riding group of all women. And it's just a group, you know, we just kind of get together, ride, shoot the shit and hang out. So there was international like women's ride day. She's like, why don't you drive out and just like, meet the ladies? And I did. And we went to Founders Grove with the like the four sided fireplace. And I was this oh, is yeah. Amazing. So that's one of my favorite places. That is the um, what is that architect's name? She was one of the first female architects. She also built the Bembo Inn and that wow. four. So it's uh, at Women's Federation Grove. Women's Federation, yeah. Uh-huh. Women's Federation. Uh, Julia Morgan, it was the architect that built that. And it's beautiful. It's I've beautiful. done a wedding there mm. and lit all four faces Yes, by, uh, of the fireplace. It was. It's so beautiful. It's amazing. <laughs> And all these women were so um, welcoming and so cool and just like nuts and awesome. And I was like, this is me. Like I grew up with my parents in the Navy and I can cuss quite a bit. And uh, I don't know, I've always wanted to, the masculine side of me, I've always kind of like pushed away because, you know, being hurt by my dad leaving and growing up and my parents were just working a lot and they just were tired and kind of, you know, they were going through their stuff. So I just didn't have a connection with the male side. I had daddy issues. I was the epitome of daddy issues. I don't know. And then I just started like overly being like wanting to be masculine and all that. And this was sort of like wanting to balance that out as like feminine, masculine. I was like, I can be me and be like with all these women. So anyway, so I did the CHP class it's a safety class that CHP does over there at Redwood Acres, kind of. And they put me on this like brand new dirt bike because uh, I'm tall. All the other ones were like, you know, smaller. And I was like, I want the smaller bike. Like, this looks <laughs> intimidating. And um, it was a little, I felt like it was a little faster than the other bikes. The other ones were a little clunky and stuff. And this one was like ready to go. And I was like, I'm not ready to go. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but the first day I cried a lot. I was like, I don't know, this is tough. And it was like in August. And then the second day I got back on the bike and I was like, me and you bike, it's me and you. And like, I'm not, I'm mastering this. Okay. Like, I don't know something. And by the end of the day, like I passed my tests, like with flying colors, I had so much fun. And I was like, this is rad. And I'm stoked and ended up finding a bike on Facebook marketplace. I drive a uh, ride. Um, a Harley Sportster A83, and uh, I love my bike. And That's there was some so struggle. Cool. That is, yeah. So cool. there, it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard. Harleys are heavy, and I was like, oh, a Harley, like, and, woo! I dropped her a couple times, but um, her and I, I, her name's <laughs> Blue Moon, and she's my she's my other half, man. I don't know. I love my bike. I love riding and all I want to do is ride. And it is the thing you just feel like you're flying. It's the closest thing to riding a broom. I like to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, but, uh, and riding with all these women in my life. It's so great. It's like love it's that. The thing, beautiful thing I've ever done. And it's really, my confidence level has just gone through the roof in like a healthy way, you know, it's just helped me a lot. And then I just got in touch with my real dad and I hadn't talked to him in a long time and found out that that whole side of the family, they all ride motorcycles and they're all motorcycles. <laughs> of course. My grandma course. was in the Blue Angels, like a motorcycle club. She was like, he sent me this badass picture of her, like with all these dudes. And I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the closest to riding a broom. This is so <laughs> 
So let's do a little recap here because there's a okay. lot going on in your world. Oh, you, sorry. No, you you <laughs> you hit New Year's of 2020. You mm. decide to stop drinking. All the demons come out and become your best friends. You throw mm -hmm. a party and you buy a bike and learn how to ride it so that you could basically have your broom and you get into and and no and witchcraft was kind of the vehicle for you helping to nur nurture and heal yourself as these demons no shadows start mm -hmm. joining the party right so now you you're walking around it sounds like in the world with your own party posse and mm -hmm. you just like everywhere you go now is kind of like you're blast <laughs> You're your best self. You're living your best life. And you're you're rocking out with all of you. Teach me all of it. <laughs> well, I can recommend a cool little book I found on um, Amazon if you're interested real quick. Yeah, share, share the book. It's called Into the Wild Shadow Work Journal. Reclaim Your Wholeness by Dominica Applegate. Elika, I think we have our next CEO day kit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's really amazing. Like it just has these questions and it just helps you kind of identify your shadows and dive deep. And I I've been really, really enjoying it. And it's not like a huge thing. It's just this, but it does, it digs deep and it, but it gives you quotes and helps. She's really loving. She's really loving with her words in there. It's really cool. So I don't know. That's been great. And I've been trying to journal and trying to do cursive, but my cursive's like the worst in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Through your work as an esthetician, do, do you find that that's healing as well? You know, that you're, you're getting deep and healing others and that helps you because I know with this podcast and I've talked to Alegria about it, it's, it's a healing process for me because I also have childhood traumas. Mm -hmm. So speaking with other women. So that connection with other women and hearing their stories and sharing our stories and being very authentic and real and raw, that really helps me with my healing process. I love, this is like, I've never stuck to something as long as I have with this podcast, yeah. you know, and I have that issue. Like I start something, I get really excited. And I then, it, you know, somewhere along the way, it's kind of like, oh, you know, fizzles out. So this has been, I'm always excited about this podcast. I'm always excited to talk to other women. And this is the kind of work that I'm enjoying right now. This is kind of like my passion. Mm -hmm. So you find that with what you do and all of the projects and everything that you're passionate about that you find that that's really helping you through the healing process and through your anxiety and all of that? Uh, well, that um, my business and what I and my clients was one of the big motivators to stop drinking because for, my skin was like drying out and I was like, I can't, it's hard to be like, I'm an esthetician and your skin is like terrible. It's like, I, I was like, I'm not healthy. And all I do all day is tell people drinking's going to make your skin do this and you need to drink more and you need to be this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I'm such a hypocrite because I'm trying to heal everyone and I need to heal. I mean, you can be a healer, but I feel like you're a better healer if you are healing yourself, you know, um, you can't pour from an empty cup. And so I, that was a big thing for me too, was like, I need to be here for my clients and I need to be here for my business and through not drinking and doing all that healing. And then COVID is what I had been wanting and dreaming about creating my own skincare line, but that's what sparked it. And I did create a skincare line. Um, 
my skincare line. And my business is named after my sister, uh, Sharon Ashley Perkins. So SAP is her initials. And one of the things of not drinking was I started grieving her, I think for the first time, because since she passed, I had a baby and then I had a wedding and then got divorced and then <laughs> had to work all these jobs just to, you know, keep it legit. And then I started dating this dude that I love. <laughs> He's great. Um, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> so you're just, it's just, I didn't really ever give myself that time. And I think that was one of the shadows. That was one of the things in the closet that was like knocking really hard. It was like, you need to grieve your sister. You need to slow down. And it was something, um, that would come out when I would drink, I would, I'd be really sad. And it, I found myself like just walking around the house and all of a sudden I stop and I just start sobbing uncontrollably and thinking of her. And it's something I didn't really do much before. And I let myself sob uncontrollably and I let myself, it's like that pain is in there, never goes away, but you have, you have to hang out with it. You have to embrace it and like hug that little girl, you know, and I love my sister very much. And there's a lot of things that I've just been thinking about, and she struggled a lot and we didn't really know how much she struggled with. And so my, what I've realized recently with being an esthetician, so the reason I loved it so much is that I didn't really get a chance to like, I couldn't help her and you never know what people are going through. So when come, someone comes in for a facial, it's more than just like, oh, I'm, you're going to get a facial. Oh, it's so luxurious. It's, it's so much more than that. You know, you're putting your hands on somebody and you don't know what they're going through. And so you don't even know, like I've had people text me and be like, that was amazing because I'm in the moment with them and I'm loving them and I'm caring about them. And I do a lot of massage in my facials and I care, you know, and that, that caring and that loving and that healing, you just don't know what they're going through. And it, it, it's really um, beautiful to be able to be the vessel that the gods, goddesses work through and the spirits work, work through me to heal people. And I try to post on Instagram, but I feel like the people that need need me are going to come to me. And I would like to be busier and I am getting busier, but the same thing with like the skincare line was creating something that can spark a healing journey in somebody. For me, it's more than a skincare line. And it, it's just really important for me to constantly be healing myself so that I can constantly be healing and helping heal others. Well, and this, this is interesting that you were drawn to do skincare and Again, in our pre-interview, one of the things that you mentioned was that you were really drawn to the plants, like plant-based products. Mm -hmm. And so here you are weaving your magic, you know, your esthetician skill magic with, again, the plant allies. And so tell me a little bit about how that works. Like, how are you using plants in your practice? How does that help support your client? For me, as an esthetician, I'm, I like to say I'm like a non-invasive esthetician. So I don't do like chemical peels and poking and prodding. I just don't, I feel like the skin and what I've seen with using plant-based products and the products I've been using, I work with a formulator and they grow a lot of their own stuff and it's in Northern California and it's woman ran, woman owned, and they're really passionate about the plant spirits. And these products and formulas are very potent. They have a lot of nutrients. Some, some plant-based skincare can be a lot of like fluff and some essential oils. 
and it's not feeding your skin. And what plants do for skin is that giving your skin the nutrients, feeding your cells so they can heal your skin. So even with acne, I don't try to dry out acne. I use like a gel-based formula to give a nice clean, but then I'm still having people put serums on and moisturizers on, and it's using the right kind of plants to feed your cells the right kind of nutrients so that they can fight the bacteria. Like if you get sick, you don't starve your body, you feed it like so it can fight, right? So with plant-based skincare, I mean, we're given these plants. These are like the greatest gift that we have on this planet. And um, also not knowing when we're going to die. I think that's a great gift too. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a gift. Why, why would you want to know when you're going to die? So anyway, um, so we live. And these plants are so healing. They're here for us. They're here to nurture us. They're here to love us. And they have such a story to tell. And when you drink certain teas, certain properties, I've always loved plants. I'm terrible at having them in my house, apparently. <laughs> I don't I overwater. You can I have aloe water. vera. You can have right. aloe vera. I love succulents. Succulents. Yes. Succulents? Those are my favorites. I don't yeah. kill them. Oh, that's yeah. I love, I love that. And I do. Yeah. But I, I love them. And my mom was always like, you can talk to the trees, girl. I don't know what's happening, but you hear them and they, they tell you like you, <laughs> they're here to help us. I feel like a lot of skincare companies and like, I don't know, everyone's different. I don't want to hate or anything, you know, but for me, like plant-based skincare is, is how it should be. You know, we should be putting, like, if you don't want to eat it, you shouldn't put it on your skin like all these chemicals, like if you even natural skincare companies, like corporate ones out there, I'm like, I read ingredients and I'm just like, ew, alcohol. I don't want to put alcohol on my skin. That's terrible. Like <laughs> it's going to dry it out. I'm trying to like feed it stuff like that. And like preservatives. And I don't know if that answer. sorry. I just yeah, no, it totally did. I, it's, I have a million thoughts when I, cause I'm going into my own relationship with plants and, and how, you know, I just, that's one of the things about um, this area is we're in a temperate rainforest, first mm -hmm. of all. So like plants are one of the big draws to come here. We've got the tall redwood, Fern Canyon, you know, which is, you know, luscious ferns everywhere, as you can see on my screen with my virtual backdrop here. And also in this area and this neck of the woods, we are rich with plant knowledge. We've got one of the best forestry schools in the world. We've got one of the best botany programs in the world. And we also have a lot of natural healers. We've got herb schools here. And, and so it's very difficult to live in this part of the world and not be connected to plants yeah. and, and how vibrant we all are as a result of working with and having plant allies in our lives. I love hearing you talk about your plant based skincare products and the why behind them, what, what is important. I especially love when you say, if it's not something you wouldn't eat, you don't want to put that on your skin. <laughs> that just sounds intuitive to me, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and nowadays there's people that like, like myself, I have so many sensitivities and mm -hmm. food allergies. So celiac disease, I had to make sure that my skincare products 
don't have gluten. I'm like, what? Yeah. Skincare has gluten? A lot of skincare has yeast too. Yeah. So you have to be careful what you put on your skin. I tell everyone to read the ingredients on everything. I mean, I think it's something we just don't, as a society, we're just like, "Mm, I'll eat it. And it's like, actually read what's in it and then look up. If you don't know what ingredient it is, go look it up. And it's like scary. And that's what really, um, I have a lot of sensitivities. I actually stopped drinking. I stopped having coffee and I stopped sugar because I have overgrowth of yeast. Apparently I don't, um, actually have that like tested with a doctor, but, um, I was getting itchy and red on my skin. And every time I'd eat sugar, my chest would get tight any like bread, anything that turns into sugar. And I read about candida, I did the candida diet. Uh, this is also in 2020 and it like cleared up my skin and I'm hungry, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wrote down candida diet. I am. I going love to you. That. <laughs> the yeah. best I've ever felt was when I kind of haphazardly followed a candida diet and yeah. cut all the sugars, all the carbs, all the all the, I mean, when you really, I basically, I was like, so basically I can eat anything green. Like it came down to like (laughs) the more green I eat, which makes sense, right? Because Mm -hmm. plants like the green in plants is chlorophyll and chlorophyll is what create, you know, creates, well, I'm going to get all the botanical science wrong here, but (laughs) photosynthesis is what happens with chlorophyll, which is the way that plants convert light to energy or Mm -hmm. sugar, you know, and it's, it's like amazing to me that the more you cut out all of those other foods, you're really left with a lot of greens, you know? (laughs) So are you nasty like in the beginning when you try to do something like this? Like, are you like a nasty person? Is it like you're detoxing or? No, I didn't find this at all. (laughs) I didn't find that at all. I, well, you can eat meat and you can eat eggs on the candida diet. It's not you, um, unless you're Yay, like, I have chickens. They lay a lot of eggs. I'll oh my gosh, eggs so for the rest of my life. Yes. Um, <laughs> I eat so many eggs. Cause that's something you can, you can do coconut. Uh, you up your probiotics that helps kill the yeast. Those good bacteria, but yeah, coconut. I found this like, it's like coconut water, coconut meat. And there's one other ingredient. It's three ingredients and you can get it at, um, wild berries and it's like a sheet kind of, and you can make like burritos and things. It's pretty good. And so there you can get creative. You can have stevia, which is just a, a very sweet plant. And that doesn't feed yeast like sugar does. When I step outside of California, I'm like, how would I make it? Right. Because right, we're right. so rich here in like mm-hmm. lush, organic, like mm-hmm. very local foods and like mm-hmm. our natural Humble foods. Particular. Oh my gosh. We have, yeah, we have an alternative. Amazing. We have an alternative yeah. to anything that you're not supposed to eat. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> it's true. It's, it's totally true. And um, that's why I say like society, like the society we're in as like the United States, it is like, 
you you just grow up eating like going to the market and grabbing a bag of donuts but then it's like read the donuts like read what they but you can make healthy donuts and they taste just as good but it's like why do we put so much crap in food like i don't understand that's something i've always been i mean even so when my sister passed i started looking closer at that at health because when she was in the hospital going through chemo they were giving her like fried chicken and um, they wouldn't let us bring her organic food. And my other, my sister Shannon, who lives here, her and I were just like, this is so weird. Like, why can't she have organic food? Why are they giving, like, it just doesn't make sense to me, like the Western world. And I, I do like to take an Eastern philosophy with skincare of like, whatever's happening with your skin, it's something that's happening within your body. Like your skin is a map. It's an alarm system. So if something's going on that you're like, whoa, like it's something's going on inside and you've got to like change your eating habits or um, I tell my clients that all the time. And I'm not like, I'm not a dietitian. I'm, I can't be like prescribing people, but I'm like, I have a suggestion. If people are really <laughs> having a hard time, I, I have the candida. There's like a recipe book for the candida diet and it's pretty easy. And there's all these really delicious things that you can make. And even if you like make small changes, like lessen the amount of coffee or lessen the amount of sugar, you're going to see a big change and more water. Obviously we could all. I, I love it. It's once again, everything that you're saying is so intuitive. You know, there's, there's a lot of intuition that is coupled with working with the plants to nurture and nourish our bodies. So Shelly, we are coming down to the last few minutes of our interview. And before we, we kind of round out with our final closing, I'm curious if you were to suggest some sort of ritual that we could do and take with us into our day this week, what would you suggest? Oh my God. I'm so glad you asked me this. <laughs> okay. So what I started to do, it's really easy. I started, I don't know if anyone else out there has to like make their bed before they get in it. I have layers of blankets that I have to like arrange. And then I have a heat pack that I heat up and put in my bed because my house is freezing. But whatever ritual that you do before you go to bed, do it. And then I always make a cup of tea. I like this tea. It's a, it's yogi tea and it's immune and stress. It has ashwagandha in it. It's amazing. It's a great tea. I'm obsessed with it. So anyway, um, you make your tea and then I've got all my crystals right here. I have citrine and kyanite and smoky quartz, but you can do whatever you want. Grab a crystal, make your tea, make your bed, those three steps, and then take a shower. Like this is at the end of the day, take a shower and you know, use your sap skincare. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, whatever skincare you have, whatever. Do your do your regimen. And then when you walk out, this is something I found. I'd come out and I, I know I made the tea in my bed, but it felt like somebody else did it. I don't know. It felt really loving. It was like, oh, my bed's ready. Like, ooh, like my tea. So like I just felt really loved. And and it's like, it's me doing that for myself. So like, get your bed ready, make your tea, grab your journal, crystals, whatever book, take a shower, take a long steamy shower. You can do this with kids. I have three of them. Okay. Like you can do it. I believe in you. And I know there's a lot of single mamas out there and you can like either do it after you put your baby to bed. It can be done. 
it can be done. Where there's a will, there's a way. And it is so, such a, it's such a simple gesture, but it is huge in the healing because you're doing it for you. And that's like the important thing is that you, like I was a single mom for a while, like I get it. And if you don't do that and you don't fill your cup, you're not going to have much to fill into others. And these simple gestures of just like doing something for yourself, it's really healing and really loving. And we all need that. We all need to feel loved and feel you know, like we're healing. And that's what I did with my skincare kits. I put tea in them. Uh, I put a whole like regimen and then there is tea and uh, a crystal that I put in the kits. I love um, it. I, I love, love that. Yay. We need to that. love ourselves first. Totally. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And it's, it's, you know, the ancient people knew that they did a lot of things to, you know, they didn't have TV, you know, and all of that. But for me, like even the Norse, like studying them and just like their ritual ways, it just, I mean, we become kind of like angry little robots when we don't, we need to like slow down and love ourselves. Yep. I love it. Shall I love be? it. I love you. Where where would our listeners be able to find you if they wanted to order their own SAP skincare kit um, <laughs> or book a, a session with you or just reach out to you on social media? How could they find you? So Instagram is at SAP skincare, all one, you know. Um, Facebook is SAP skincare and makeup artistry. I think is on Facebook, but if you put SAP skincare, you'll find it. Um, Cause I'm also a makeup artist, but, and I'm in Arcata uh, across from bubbles, 1034 H street, but you can call me or text me. My number is 707-273-2355. That's on all the and, um, social medias and stuff. I'm doing free consultations right now. So just want to come in and chat by the fake fireplace that I have. <laughs> ambiance then I I love that I'm all ears I want to I want to help in any way that I can because that is my purpose on this planet is to serve and to help people heal and then my website you can order uh, all my products on there and that is www.sapskincare.com Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of today's Her Podcast episode. And I look forward to getting my birthday facial with you soon. (laughs) Thank you so much. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe on the platform where you're listening. Your review helps other women find our podcast, expanding the heal, empower, and rise. And please share with other women in your circle. And remember, your voice is your superpower.